Now you got to stream beef his microphone. Oh, punch a microphone? <laughs> Wait, that sounds... Don't Urban Dictionary that one. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that shit. And we got... We're still ready to go before noon. God, yeah. we are semi-professional. Shit. Uh, don't, don't, don't go jinxing it. Yeah, now you just fucked it up. Did you get my email? I, I sent you... I filled out that form that you sent me, like, about an hour ago. Uh, yeah, we don't usually look at those. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of bullshit is that? Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Brogan. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And Scott, who'd you bring into into this with uh, with us today? Uh, well, I brought Steve. He's the um, the guy who uh, invited us out to uh, watch some fights in his backyard. He, he does the uh, the street beef scrapyard out there in uh, Gig Harbor. Nice. Old stomping grounds. I know, right? nice going out there we get to go see my parents house it's great yep that was we talked about that uh a little what two weeks ago because you weren't here last week and uh, i was off doing romantic things that's cool because yeah you went to port towns and we talked a little bit about that just because you showed us the picture of the car and shit yeah that's great pretty awesome uh yeah well, thank you everyone for listening today's kind of cool because we're trying something new and different um people are actually now listening to us live and commenting via our Discord channel. Uh, Jeff, you've been uh, throwing out a whole bunch of uh, reminder uh, messages to everybody, so thank you for that. That kicked ass. Yeah, that was fun. And we've got a couple people actually listening, and uh, they're listening to us live, so it's all they got the uh, the stupid pre-funk, everyone trying to figure out how to connect all their bullshit. And then we finally were able to uh, get that rolling. And now, yeah, people can actually uh, say something and we'll like probably read it. Yeah. yeah well, hopefully they'll have more uh, more appreciation for the editing of content that goes into this thing. Or the lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just like when so- when somebody says something really bad and that's always like, oh, we should probably edit that one. Well, they'll get to hear all that shit live. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically going to be a... Uh, a- drinking game from now on i think isn't it you like, think so? that's it. Like... every time scott says ohm drink <laughs> <laughs> if you hear if yeah if you hear a bong rip in the background you should probably drink or you could do a bong rip yourself you could play along at home <laughs> uh well, what 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 i was just gonna say happy birthday to jeff yeah happy birthday, happy jeff. birthday jeff thanks this is the this is a fucking big one it is 50 years old. Isn't that over the Whoa. hill? Isn't that what they call that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. yeah. It's the top of the hill, bro. <laughs> the over parts, everything after 50. <laughs> right? So you're at yeah, your tomorrow. Get, you're at your peak right now. Yeah. Right now, today. Yep. <laughs> that's peak that's Jeff. Yeah. So you guys are all going to hang out later on. And, yeah, uh, why are you not coming? Because I don't want to come. No, I, I got some other stuff I got to do, unfortunately. But if hey, if you're just in the neighborhood, swing by. Uh, we got we got beer, and we got pop, and we got wine, and we got whiskey, and we got weed, and we got. <laughs> I know Brogan was talking Oba. about bringing. Brogan was talking yeah. about bringing chicken tenders and lumpia. I think right. Yes, we got Brogan. <laughs> <laughs> chicken tenders and lumpia. I'm bringing. I might bring some chicken wings, but I'm definitely bringing some ribs. Oh, fuck. see, there's lots of cooking going on in my house today, so I'm trying to make time to do it all. Why is there a lot of cooking you in your house? I don't know. They do that here on the weekends. My really? wife likes to make stuff with the kids. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're making apple dumplings 
Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, I don't actually know what it is. It, I'm a little embarrassed. Um, I mean, like, we, oh, you want apple dumplings? I'm like, sure. <laughs> that's not a thing I grew up with. They sound more dessert-y than anything, so that seems kind of fun. Yeah. That does seem like a... That, like an urban dictionary um an apple definition. dumpling apple dumpling an apple blumpkin yeah. <laughs> an apple yeah. blumpkin yo tis the season Get all right well let's go uh you can you can <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go dude that's a segue I'm, yeah I'm get some street beefs uh oh yeah uh, hell yeah so okay so talk about um first off uh a couple episodes back you talked about everyone talked about their adventures into street beefs land and seeing the videos those were pretty fucking badass it was badass (laughs) that's some good quality production you guys got going on oh thanks so steve how did you get started doing this because i've been a street beast fan for years right like years probably fuck i don't know three or four easy um of course, because I like fights, right? And you get on YouTube, and the best thing to find is backyard fights. So <laughs> how did you get, like, the Street Beef's name? Well, um, I actually got sent over to Virginia uh, through my job for a, for a work trip. And uh, I was stationed over there for two months. Now, I've been a fan of Street Beef for, oh, God, uh, since probably 2015. I think it was about the time I joined the Facebook group. And, uh, you know, I never really thought I'd actually make it over there. It was kind of a, something I wanted to do, but well, getting forced over there for work, gave me that opportunity. So I met up with the, the head guy that runs street beefs, his name's Scarface. Um, <laughs> if you, if you want, there's a documentary on him through the New York times that tells his whole story and how street beefs itself got started. I uh, really suggest people take a look at that. It's a, a really good, good documentary. But um, so I was over there and I, I got a hold of him and I said, hey, man, I want to come out, maybe just do some training or whatever. And so I jumped in the rental car, drove, what was it, like three and a half, three and a half hours. And I met up at this guy's house and it was pouring down rain, but he got some people together and we did some, we did some sparring uh, out in his backyard. And afterwards he said, uh, man, uh, we're having fights next, next weekend. You should come out. And at that point I was in really good shape. I had a boxing coach back home, everything. And I said, I'm down. So I showed up, uh, next weekend and I did a match for him. And, um, that was a uh, fire chicken versus Deadpool. That one's on street beef's main website or their main YouTube channel. And then I found out they're doing another one a month later. I showed up to that one and I fought a guy named Steady Eddie and I won that one. And then, well, after that, I had to go home, you know, (laughs) two months later after I showed up and then I get back and I'm thinking, you know, they don't, they don't got anything like that over here. And I had such a great experience with it. The hospitality and just, yeah, just the way they treated everybody. I I really liked it. So I, I started brainstorming ideas on how i would start my own not under the street beef's name but just uh i I actually named it it was just called uh the scrapyard or scrapyard fights and i got a hold of scarface and i said hey man i don't want to step on your toes i want to be cool with you but i want to do something like that over here and i won't advertise it in your group or anything so i started building my my platform and i got quite a few people into my group, we'll say like, I think 650 into my Facebook group I made. Nice. Um, and, you know, from then, I, it eventually got to the point where I think it was about the time the whole COVID thing started. I went out, I was really bored. I was at home for a couple of weeks and I was like, you know what? I want to really start doing this. So I went out in my yard and I built a ring in my yard. My wife loved it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> so yeah we don't uh, know anything about that man we we right, all have yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we don't know anything about making our wives mad with our hobbies oh jesus right <laughs> yeah she goes why did you put it there you know i was like well i couldn't find it i couldn't think of it of a better place to put it so um i scheduled some fights the first ones were july 25th and um like a week before the fights um, somebody that runs one of the branches over in Virginia got a hold of me and said, Hey man, you need to talk to Scarface about this because 
you guys could work together and you could be a branch of street beefs if you wanted to. I was like, no way. Yeah. Just like, no way he would let me do that. <laughs> so I, I called him up and, you know, pitched the idea of street beef scrapyard and he loved it. And that's basically how it got going. And then from then on, the group went from 650 members back in probably July 20th to we are at 2,850 now. Nice. And Ooh. yeah, and I started my own YouTube and I don't know if you guys know anything about like getting monetized on YouTube and, and the process. It's I heard it's just, well, we've uh, just like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, that's too much work. Fuck it. Yeah. We've read about it, it but yeah, it's <laughs> it seems too hard for us. So people go years without without ever getting monetized on there. And I posted huh. my first video four months ago <laughs> and the requirements are you have to have a thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours. And I I ended up getting my requirements here about two weeks ago. Nice. That's great. So, I mean, yep, yeah, that's where we're at now. Uh, we, we do have a lot of people that watch. We put our, we send our fights to Virginia and they put them up on the main street beef channel. But some of the fights we put on our channel, which I, right now I've, I got about almost 2000 members on my now, but what's crazy is some of my fights that I put up on my channel have over 50,000 views. And what's yeah, your, man, what, people find it, right? Oh, then it's just, yeah, it's, it's easy. It's just like, yeah, street I, beef scrapyard. It just search for it. It's super simple to find. Boop, subscribed. Yep. Yep. I was just watching, yep. I'm watching uh, Gash versus Gumby right now because I love, first off, I love your ring. I love the setup. And every once in a while, you can, you can see some GCP boys in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun. We had a really good time. Oh yeah, we talked about it all yeah. week. Like, like I—that's all I talked about. Every time I met somebody, I was like, "Oh, guess what we did this weekend?" <laughs> and then I would share the videos. I was like, "You gotta watch this. You got Yeah, I told my friends, "They're like, you did what? <laughs> like, that's some sketchy stuff." I know like, it oh. sounds like it. It really does sound like sketch, but um, well, it's part of the you fun. ask anybody, it is. You guys came out. You know that. You know what it's like out there, and you actually seen a show that was um, way. Like it, we didn't intend for it to be that big. In fact, we got into it with our neighbors big time. We're still into it with our neighbors. I was real just... curious about how that panned out because we oh, saw he was so mad. Oh yeah. So we we got our shirts yesterday in the mail from Martin Rubio. He runs the West Coast uh, Street Beats West Coast, but he designed us our own shirts with Sasquatch on them and everything. And we had some neighbors come over. And we got pictures with with these neighbors, and uh, we tagged them in the picture. And this morning, uh, the oh, the no. neighbor that dislikes us a lot blocked us on Facebook because she had to see the pictures of our shirts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that there's probably a lot of unhappiness and misery in her home based on what we saw. So I wouldn't be I too worried so about too. that, my friend. <laughs> like, you can't make everybody happy. And everybody we met there was so nice. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I understand. Like, I don't necessarily think I would want that situation in my front yard, but you're being respectful about it. Like, you come over and tell me about it. Maybe give me some free food. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you even like you know, I invited and you sent out you, you sent out like the rules or like, you know, gave Scott the rules and you're trying even in there. It's like be super respectful when you're coming in. Don't be don't be dicks on the gravel road and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um. We just had a influx of people show up that I wasn't intending on having. Um, they they were they were cool and everything, but they were just too many people. So it forced me to kind of have to make some extra rules. And um, now I'm only allowing fighters plus two, unless yeah, that makes some sense. people come out. Yeah, unless some people, you know, like if you guys wanted to come out or something, I, I can make an exception. But I have to know ahead of time who's coming out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got to be safe during. I mean, we don't, you know, you just don't know what's going on now. And I mean, with everything, it's just safer than sorry and have some fun with it. And I mean, that's the big thing, too, is like you can still watch them on like YouTube and it's fucking fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you want them to be able to continue too. that's, you know, that's a thing you don't want as, as much as, you know, the neighbors are a pain. You, you don't want them to have to complain or bitch and, you know, have it get shut down. There's no need for that. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I guarantee that that lady's going to cause more heartburn before this is done. She was hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. The whole thing was somebody went over in the woods and peed in the woods, and she flipped (laughs) out about that. It's the fucking woods. Get out. That's where you're supposed to pee. I know, right? <laughs> but you know what? You guys, that, I mean, I, I get somebody did that, but you guys had a porta potty set up, right? It's not well, like, I, used I mean, it. yeah, <laughs> Jeff did. We shook it when he was in there. We all ran. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, you were trying. You're doing the best you can, I, I, I think. Yeah. It, it was just, you know, I, those people that, that did that, they didn't know about the porta potty. And, it was uh first time we'd had it, so the information didn't get to them. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to make changes and everything so it doesn't happen again. That's the best yeah. I can do. Well, you've done it three times, man. Uh, have you had any, have you had an actual beef yet? I actually got uh, I actually got a message the other day about one. Oh. Uh, I won't go into details about it because it's like people's well, personal, personal stuff. Yeah, but. Um, we guy, actually should explain a little me. bit about that. Um, yeah. Like, could you could yeah, you tell people? Oh yeah. Okay. So, street beefs was originally started over in Virginia to handle beefs, and there's a lot of street violence over there. I mean, like people getting stabbed and shot. Oh shit. And um, in fact, the the host, the guy that runs street beefs, he's actually been stabbed in the throat before, outside of a bar. So. He created street beefs to try to give people an opportunity to handle things with their fists. And the slogan for street beefs is uh, guns down, gloves up. So if people have a problem, you know, there's there might be a possibility that it could end in somebody getting stabbed or shot. So he gives them an alternative to come out to his place and say, "Okay, that we're going to talk about this. We're going to see if we can come to an agreement. If you guys can't come to an agreement, you guys can fight over it. But that's the end of the beef. And in the documentary on New York Times, he actually goes through one of the beef fights, or he goes through a, a couple of them. One guy, um, he just ended up paying money to to cover um, some debt, and then th- so that squashed the beef. They didn't have to fight over it. But yeah, that's wow. the original point of street beefs. That's actually fucking pretty cool. Like I didn't even realize any of that. Yeah, it's super noble. Yeah. Um, I love that one guy paid so his we, money. <laughs> He's all fine. I'll just pay you. Don't beat me up. <laughs> but also, I see it also, maybe it gives people an alternative to, to change their lifestyle in general. Because if you're in a place where you are you have a chance of getting shot over something you did, you know, you're probably not making some good decisions that they, I, I think through this, they get exposed to say, hey, these guys like the fight too, you know. But yeah, uh, it gives sure. people an out as well, right? People that don't want to have to shoot somebody, you can actually say, hey, you know, <laughs> you can fight. <laughs> well, just given it also gives people a hobby too. So if you're kind of like in life where you don't really have anything going on, but you come across this street beef thing, you're like, man, I could come out there and I could fight and I get. I get something out of it. You know, I, people talk to me and I, I'm meeting these cool people and I'm, I'm getting in shape, you know, it might push their life in a different direction too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I saw a couple people might change their minds about, about it when they got <laughs> popped right in the face, man. You just see <laughs> above their head, like, yeah, maybe this ain't for me. I'm just yeah, I'm, yeah. like, seriously, I love watching it because I'm just watching uh, the Pookie versus Riot right now. And uh, I, you know, I just like just the guy like is like rethinking his life choices, just getting hit in the gut and just watch you go down. And it's like, oh, man, I don't ever want to get punched in the gut like this dude is. I have oh. to say, <clears throat> Pookie is a sleeper, man. You got to watch that guy. He he is he's a fighter. And then when we showed up, I, I believe he was the guy um, checking people in when we got there. Yeah. Yeah. What a nice what a nice guy. Just the nicest guy ever. Right. And then I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was Pookie. And then we watch him just destroy a dude like 10 minutes later. I was like, yeah, that's super nice guy. We just met just destroyed that other dude right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Pookie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> everybody was polite till they got in the ring and then they weren't polite. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and That's as like going soon to the as they office. get out of the ring, 
as soon as they get out of the ring, they're right back to being respectful. You know, that's, yeah. that's how, that's what I love about this thing. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was told totally impressed. I would not want to get in the ring with any of those guys that were there. Nope. Anybody. Well, it ran the whole gambit of, of skill levels. Cause you could tell that the, uh, Eddie and I, and his group of guys, I can't remember the name of their gym, but you can tell that they're, they're training for MMA. Right. And this is, this is a, a thing that they can train for and they can get excited for. Cause when I used to train for MMA back in the day before I was a giant fatty, that's right. Uh, I did do that. Uh, there wasn't anything like that. I mean, I trained with Misha Tate and all these other people and they had to wait for like battle at the boats and that kind of stuff. And, Something like this, I could see like Dennis Holman loading up all of his guys and and signing them up because that guy's a savage. But <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I've met Dennis a couple times. But so I did MMA about ten years ago. Um, I did I did four fights. I went three and one. But I trained and fought out of a gym down in Aberdeen called Twin Dragons. So like I fought one of Dennis's guys one time and um. You know, some other guys from like I think it was Robinson Kickboxing. And, that, that's where uh, I went was uh, was uh, Robin or Robertson. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. He oh, was my okay. uh, Marty you know? was my Marty and his, his well now ex wife uh, were good friends of mine. What year did you train? Uh, let's see. When did I meet Christy, guys? Uh, uh, Two thousand and eight. Yeah. Do you know a guy named Josh Goldade? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. He uh, he had a, a kind of a messed up eye, but he was a really good kickboxer. Um, but he was my he was my third fight, and yeah, he definitely that was the gym he fought out of was Robinson Kickboxing. Yeah, they, that was serious business. I did Taekwondo with Justin. Oh. I got my black belt doing that, and there was like night and day difference training to actually fight, and you know. I don't oh, know, no, man. I know. Master, pa- like, Master Pack was a fucking bastard, dude. <laughs> he just didn't like you. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, it was like before <laughs> I even knew Brogan, we were we went to the same Taekwondo school that is now where the Trader Joe's is in University Place. And okay. we, uh, like, you were already a black belt at that point, I think. And I was just a dumb fatty trying to do something during my summer. Yeah, Master Peck was not happy towards the end of that school. That's why he moved to uh, Utah and opened a different one. I think University Place was giving him hell. It makes sense. He was just part of that one strip mall that they wanted to get rid of and do shit with anyway. Which is why it's a Trader Joe's now. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, we would uh, we would do Marty would do all of our stand up, and then we would switch and go out to Yelm and do our ground stuff with uh, Dennis, and then they got into something i think somebody got a, a little rash out of his gym or something and then <laughs> oh i just watched dude get knocked I, out then i met a girl and it all went to hell <laughs> and then you went back to drinking a lot of beer uh true i like beer <laughs> hey, I, I got a question for for steve um are, is there any chance of coming out of your backyard and going into a strip mall type of type type of thing um i mean the whole appeal to street beefs is that we're in a backyard setting. And I think that's what brings people in on YouTube is that they see the, they see the ring in the backyard and the trees and the dirt. And it, it gives almost a impression like you're fighting on the street, but it's in a controlled environment still. So I, I don't want to bring it to the point where it's like you're looking at just an MMA fight in a building because then it's not unique. It's, it's just what everybody else does. Yeah. And that was the biggest uh, attraction for me was watching go, you know, when you did pull all the fighter meeting together and the, the diversity of people, I was like, I think that guy probably just got off his shift at the, at the <laughs> tack and feed store and put on his boots and came on down uh, all the way up to guys that look like that, you know, they're, they're in the gym 40 hours a week. Yep. And what's really cool is that we can accommodate all different levels of experience. So you got a guy that comes in that might be out of shape or might be never had a fight before. You know, we can we can match him up with somebody that's never had a fight before and they can they can get just what everybody else gets. But, you know, not really have to worry about getting their ass kicked too bad. 
And same goes with the guys that are really experienced. They're actually harder to find fights for. But um, yeah, I can I can match people up ahead of time, or, or I'm trying to do that for the next one. I, I got uh, the next events actually coming up here in a couple weeks, so I'm pre-matching people so that everything goes a little bit smoother. I was going to ask you, uh, how many fights did you have that that time we went? Because we we peeled out around two, and um, I'm pretty sure we the, the majority. Yeah, we watched a bunch, and the majority of people I know a bunch of them left right after that we did but you have plenty of fights um on there from that day so how, how late did you go well we had 10 fights that day 10 or 11 yeah. um, oh, okay the previous event wow what was that that was uh august 29th i think we had about 15 on that one wow. and then our first event in july we did we only had about 10 also so you know it just depends on it depends on who signs up and how, how quick we can get matchmaking done and everything. You know, you go down to Cali where they're doing their fights. They have like, they get like 30, 40 fights. So, Damn. I mean, if I could maybe eventually get some more property or something and, and, and do something like that, maybe I could up the, uh, up the amount of people, but at the same or time, or just do it know, more often, you know, once a week, you just have a, a fight in your oh backyard. You just call it Dude, therapy. And everyone's that. like, I'm going to therapy. Don't worry about it. Is it something right. you want to expand on? Like it would be street, uh, you know, a scrapyard, backyard fighting slash training center? Oh, uh, we train. Actually, we do train once in a while. I post it in the group and I'll say, like, hey, everyone, Sunday, uh, kind of open, open training. We did it last weekend. And we actually pulled down the, I have a, like a 14 by 14, um, wrestling mat from one of the high schools. They were getting rid of their old mats and they gave, they gave me a section of it. But so we, we packed the thing downstairs, put it in the ring and we actually turned it into a mini event. We did Brazilian jiu-jitsu matches last weekend. Oh, okay. That's where those came from. I, I was wondering. Yeah. So we had like, we had 12 people show up and we did like, I think we did five matches, but we also did. We did sparring. The two uh, guys from Turkey showed up and they did some sparring with me and yeah, just, uh, you know, got some content for the channel. That's cool, man. I think what you're doing is super cool. I hope you, you pull it off for a long time. I really do. I think it's something needed. So. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, Well, we have, I mean, the Pacific Northwest has got some of the best professional fighters mm -hmm. and you look around and I'm I'm just looking on my, friends list and going oh yeah eddie ellis has got a school there's uh brian what's his face and lacy <laughs> i mean there's all these guys everywhere brian what's that, not brian what's his face uh from the from the northwest johnson i don't remember <laughs> i was just I, teasing I, man. Uh, I trained under him for oh man it wasn't very long but was back when i was doing mma i went there for for a couple months anyway when i lived in aberdeen uh, he's, he's an interesting character he's got some good guys yeah, or had so I don't know. I haven't paid any attention to. It. I just have a bunch of friends still from that window of time. <laughs> if, if somebody, yeah. if somebody's interested in um, participating uh, in this, how do they go about it? Do they just contact you and just be like, "Hey, I want to do this," and you kind of figure it out from there? Yeah. So the best way is when I post an event in the Street Beefs Scrapyard Facebook group. Um, like I did the other day, then people can go on there and they put their, their fight name, their weight, their experience level and what type of match they want. All right. And that kind of gives me an idea roughly of how many people are going to show up. Uh, another way that they can get a hold of me is on Instagram, which is, uh, street beefs underscore scrapyard. That's my Instagram tag. And they can personally message me on there. And I, if they don't have a Facebook, I can add their information to the, uh, to the, um, event section. But, um, people have messaged me on YouTube before, so I mean, there's there's different ways to get a hold of me. But right on, right on. Yeah, I just like I don't know, I don't know anybody who would who'd be down for it. But just in case, I can say, hey, yeah, no, just check it out. <laughs> I, know I don't know anybody that would do that. I know a bunch of Fuck. people that would say they would until the day of. Yeah, right. yeah, right. Brogan, <laughs> uh, yeah. Brogan, you got you got to go and do it though, man. You got the taekwondo, oh, you got the man. MMA, you could do it now. Uh man, I'll, I'll explode. This may hurt me. I'll cry. <laughs> we just got to find the right beef for you. If we find the right guy. Oh, okay. What if about that get, bully guy that Jim you called Frolic, out? Yeah, I'd fight Jim Frolic in the backyard for a bully beef. <laughs> he lives in Gig Harbor, too. So Yeah, I was going to oh. say he's local. We could set this up, man. No, I'm not really that mad at Jim Frolic. I've been in therapy 
It's fine. <laughs> no you more beefs. You should set up a bracket and you guys could all fight each other. Ooh, a, a ooh, bracket. Ooh, fuck. Oh. Oh. Can, can we use those big styrofoam bats? <laughs> Man, if we had if we had boxing gloves. No, no because well, we, I know Scott. Fight in no, sumo see, suits. I, I know Scott. Uh, I know Scott rage oh, punches and destroys shit. I would get fucking destroyed in this. Like. Broke. I wouldn't fight you guys, but I would do the floor is lava with you guys. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> how do we? How do people uh, get a street beef shirt? They wanted a street beef shirt because I was really, I really liked your shirt. Because Broken wants a street <laughs> beef like, shirt. Like, That's oh, a great so shirt. We we literally just had these made like two weeks ago, and the guy down in Cali, his name is Martin Rubio. He's in our Facebook group, but he's the one that designed them, and he sends them up to me in batches, but. Like currently, I have a batch of about twenty. Uh, some of the bigger ones, like the I got like a, th- I think a three X and a four X. Those ones are spoken for. I got a I'm couple of the, <laughs> I got um, you know, like mediums to double X. But uh, if you get a hold of Martin, you can get one directly from him, and he'll send it to you. But I kind of did pre-orders on these ones. Sure. So. Well, if you ever decide you want to change your screen printer, we have a great one, and he's local, and he's phenomenal. Oh. So okay. just keep that in um, mind. Not that yeah. I'm saying, not that I'm trying to start a street beef with your shirt guy. That's not the way <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> but uh, the Shroom Brothers are fantastic, and and we use them for everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that's oh yeah, we got new special shirts and shit too for like our Patreons because that's cool. Jeff, post a picture in the chat. Yeah, you got a second. Um, so let's see what else we need to know about some street beefs. Uh, so your quality, your, uh, your production quality is phenomenal just for, especially for only having been doing this since July. How did you find help to do that? Uh, you you know what? I, I did all that on my own pretty much as far as I, I went out, I, out of my own pocket, bought my camera, which is a GoPro hero eight. I went online and, and looked at the different settings and how to make it, you know, to get the best effect and lighting and all that. And then um, the the thing about the new GoPros is they have a stabilization feature on them that, that makes it look like it's floating. It uh, It's really neat. I have an older GoPro, like a 3 Plus, and it, it was like all bumpy and didn't look smooth at all. But um, as far as production, I wanted I wanted everything to to look visually appealing, I guess. So I tried to make my ring as nice looking as I could. I, I just pieced that together with stuff I had, but I, I tried to, you know, like wrap everything with gorilla tape so it, it all matched colors. And um I did like uh pipe insulation over the ropes. But um I don't know as far as what what else were you thinking for production? Um, well like you had a you had a drone going you had all these oh, people that were helping yep. you. Yep. Uh, so I, I knew I had to appoint people jobs because I couldn't run the entire thing by myself. So uh, I made a list of different jobs. And when people show up, I say, okay, you're going to do a, I need you to do timekeeping. Then I would go over it really quick and say, this is what I need you to do. And we did have a guy that said, Hey, I got a drone. I'll bring it out. And he did. And uh, we really liked that idea and everything, but it's uh, we got some YouTube comments. People are like, is that a swarm of bees? Like what's that buzzing noise? <laughs> and like, they knew, they knew it was a drone, but they were being smart asses. And well, so that's welcome to I YouTube. Came, <laughs> yeah. Right. I came up with an, uh, with a, a fix to that. So I went to home Depot and I bought a PVC pipe. That's about 15 feet long. And I put a cap on top of it. And then I put my, I have a secondary GoPro now. And so that's mounted 15 feet above the ring. And I cemented it into a bucket. <laughs> so I can control it with my phone. So it's given the same angle as the drone, but with none of the noise. Oh, that's killer. Nice. And that's just yeah, figuring that shit cool. out, man. Yeah, it's like the, just the, I mean, the whole part of it, man. It's like a community thing. You got to just, you know, get into it. And you're like, well, I got this problem. How can I fix it? And you're going to have to fix it yourself, you know? <laughs> well, YouTube right. is a better college than any college on the planet. Dude, <laughs> teach you anything. Oh, you're not joking. Yeah, you know, I had to learn how to video edit in the last few weeks. <laughs> I had to go and get a program, 
then I had to learn how to use a program and watch YouTube videos on <sighs> how to do certain things. And that's, oh, if you go man. on my channel and, and watch some of the, the videos that I posted on the Street Beef Scrapyard channel, you'll notice that there's a, a lot more stuff in there because I don't have 50 videos to edit. I got like a few, so I can spend time putting people's names below their, when they're doing their introductions, I can put the drone footage in there with the transitions and different effects and everything and then put um i'm starting to put interviews in after the fights now too just saw that yeah and it's i mean it's seriously and at this point you've got all the toys to play with so you're going to be tri- figuring out what you love to do and doing all like the star wars oh. wipes and shit and fucking all of that <laughs> stuff dude I- and the better it is the more subscribers you get and the better your monetization will become yep <laughs> yeah but also like, the rawness of it too you don't want to polish it too much because then again, like like you said, the brand is uh, street fighting, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, honestly, I love it. And you can read the um, so a bunch of the YouTube comments where people are like, um, they're like, oh, I love the new um, like um, forest setting. And it's like a new uh, scene in Street Fighter. <laughs> like there's, there's all kinds of great comments about it. Yeah, yeah. I, there's good ones and there's bad ones, too. Uh, yeah. Whatever, man. It's a great vibe. It is a great vibe. That is funny. I mean, it's just like totally. It's yeah. It's just like uh, yeah. Whatever. It's the Sasquatch level. And 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 it did not change my opinion about getting hit in the face at all. I do not want to get hit. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, well. I mean, there's there's a lot of fans of MMA and backyard fighting, which is perfectly fine. Oh yeah, of course. No, and I like watching it. But yeah, I didn't want to get in the ring at all. Because uh, I thought, just in the back of my head, what if I go and watch this? It might be something that I want to do. That's just not me. I got to say. I told anybody, I said, if somebody goes and buys a full-on Sasquatch outfit, they can they can come to any event as long as they wear that Sasquatch outfit and they stand in the crowd. Oh, shit. There it is. Called out right there. Yeah, open, in, open invite. <laughs> Yeah, just... What about just a really hairy guy? Ooh. Because <laughs> I know one of them. <laughs> oh, that's a different type of show, man. <laughs> well, and then I picture like an intermission where, where you got you have to have Sasquatch fight an alien. Oh, no, you get oh. you, seriously, you find you find the old Squatch uh Sonics uh mascot and you give him a t shirt cannon and you just start fucking launching those at people. It's so close, it's just like point oh, blank. Uh, yeah. the neighbors will love that. T shirt. Well, I I was super excited to hear that it was a gig harbor. <laughs> and when we rolled out there, I was like, because I just my parents just lived at the end of 144th. Oh so, nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, wow, look at this. It's like going home. Like I'm pretty sure I. No, you actually like, did go home for a little while out here. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> did you say that? Did you say you guys went out to Port Townsend last weekend? Uh, I did. Yeah, my wife and I we went out to Port Townsend for a little a little break because I'm opening my new business and we're supposed to be breaking ground on that like next week. So oh. we figured we better take the time while we can. Oh, nice! I took the family out to Port Townsend last weekend too. So. Oh. Um, we went out to Fort Warden. Yeah, we went out to Fort Warden. <laughs> that, place, that place is cool, yeah. man. We didn't do the tour when we went, but we just kind of sat on the beach because it was kind of it was nice enough to do so. Yeah, it was foggy yeah. and a little rainy, but we stayed in a nice little B and B and or like a little bit like an actual bed. Like we got like a three course breakfast, Ooh, like nice. like a breakfast that came with dessert. <laughs> Whoa! Uh-huh. And we just kind of you know went around. They were. You know, it's still COVID times, so doing all, like all the live music and that kind of stuff wasn't going on, but yeah. it was fun. Did you go to the yeah. steampunk store? Because I told you yeah. to buy me something. Uh, the steampunk store was closed when I walked by it. Fuck! Oh, I love that place. Yeah, no, Port Townsend is one of our favorite places in the whole wide world, and if it was not so far away, I would live there. Do you hit up the wine, yeah. do you hit up the wine uh wineries or anything while you're uh, out there like on the way yeah. up? Um we went and we went to Port, Port Townsend winery and had a glass oh, a whole bottle of wine there. Nice. Uh then we went to a couple of little breweries but most importantly and this is a place that uh your your D&D buddy that I introduced us to that we had on for the Defiance. Uh-huh. Uh Dave he he was a beer salesman and he was selling their beer Propopolis. Uh, Papopolis, no, 
damn it, what is the name of it? Uh, Steve Polychronopolis. Yeah, anyway, it's Popopolis. Popopolis. Something like that. Uh, Propopolis. <laughs> there you go. I said it finally. Uh, and they make deli- the, some of the best beer I've ever had for the type. Like, it's sours and uh, session beer. Ooh. And I don't normally like those. It was so good. I took some great pictures and posted that. But little just for educational purposes, do you guys know how Port Townsend came to be? Um. You just more put me importantly, on the spot. do you care? I will give you the educational information. Yeah, fuck care. it. Yeah, let's have people learn yeah. something on this podcast. Okay, so <laughs> when Port Townsend, History. or when Washington was declared a state, and they were starting to to settle into Washington, uh, the guy that was in charge of the ports and rail system, he said, we're going to put the port in Port Townsend. That's where all the all the business is going to come in and out of for Washington. That's going to be their big, mighty port. So build a railway and get all these people out there and start building us docks and do all that. Well, right after they got the people out there, the guy died. And the next guy that got appointed said, Oh no, that's stupid. Cause he's buddies with the guy that was trying to run for president that named Tacoma, the city of destiny. They're like, no, 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 we're going to put this dock here. That way we're closer to the Seattle dock. Oh. So they sent mm. all these people out to Port Townsend. And abandoned them with with nothing but the equipment to build docks. So what do they do? They go, all right, well, we're not going back. We're going to build a town. And, <laughs> and that's why you have all of these little businesses that all look like they're run out of people's homes and uh, all the hotels and all these things that are there that are obviously just owned by the guy that's behind the counter because – there was no big business there. It's completely founded by uh, people that were forced to be small business owners. Another interesting fact, more Subarus per capita than any <laughs> other place in the nation. Hell yeah, it is. That was, yeah, mm. that that uh, we went last year. So when you could actually, you know, do stuff. And uh, I want to stay at that haunted as fuck castle. I've already talked about that, man. But Oh, I stayed there. Oh. It was nice. So we, we were driving by there and my wife, snapped a picture of it and she's like oh that's a cool looking building and i we didn't know anything about it so she she posted some pictures on facebook and one of my friends saw the pictures and he goes oh that you can stay there and uh so i messaged my wife and said oh you know what we can actually stay at that place we might be a fun night and then somebody else chimed in and said yeah that place is haunted as shit don't stay there so my wife's like Hell no! I've, I've stayed. And I'm there. like hell yeah. I'm all hell yeah. You can come. Like, hell yeah. It, it's really really nice. <laughs> it, is, it is. We had we had dinner there because we didn't end up booking a room because we had family that was staying out there. But yeah, they have the yeah all the small business stuff, and they really don't do the uh, uh, the Airbnb thing. So you got to stay at you know like an actual B&B like Brogan did or like the hotel or something. Yeah, Or you have to stay in an Airbnb outside of town. We have yeah. a great one. We stay at out there. That's actually your own little, oh. own little house. It's two bedrooms, one bath nice. beautifully put together. If anybody the- ever wants to know, I'll share the Airbnb site with it. The guys that own it are great. Those are the best. That's we uh, did Airbnb D and D out on Anderson Island. Uh, and that was cool. Cause that's just a bunch of, you know, like retirees or people with vacation homes. So that was super fucking cool too. Hmm. What else about Port Townsend while we're on the topic? Uh, uh, no, I think that's all. I, all I know about it. Oh, you know what? They got this restaurant out there, Finistry, Finisteer. See all these things I can't say. <laughs> that's the problem with Port Townsend. I can't talk about it because I can't say the words. Sorry, back to finding those. They do a tasting menu like uh, like the Herb Garden or you know French Laundry or Chinese Laundry or whatever the hell that fancy places and the fuck are you talking about wine country. a tasting menu where you sit down and you eat dinner for three and a half hours where they just bring you little plates oh time. but normally that's like at the herb garden is like 200 or 300 bucks right a person and they bring you like eight plates over three hours or some shit this crazy. place is 80 bucks and they bring you like 13 items can <laughs> we do that really good yeah we should it's not even expensive. I, no, I want to do that. That sounds amazing. And the food is better than the herb garden. It's actually the old uh, sous chef that opened Canalis, uh moved out there with huh. her husband, and that's what they do now. And gotta, it's we, phenomenal. Surprised it's not any travel shows or anything. We got to do that. We got to do our own travel show, man. Fuck that. Yeah, we'll go out to we'll, we'll we'll grab the fire chicken and we'll just roll. Yeah, 
Right? Oh, what yeah. other hobbies you got? You got any other thing besides punching people in the face that you like to do <laughs> that you would like to share with us? I actually, I like to, I like to get out and explore, you know, like we're talking about with Port Townsend. So I'll take, so we'll go with like the family and we'll go to like Leavenworth or we'll, we'll go to somewhere new and spend a weekend and just go on like hikes and, and that kind of stuff. Um, that's, uh, that's one thing I, I'm into cars. Uh, let's see what else I, I, I don't know. I like anime and stuff. Um, video Sweet. games. Why is your name Fire Chicken? I know there's a story behind that. There is. Um, <laughs> so that actually takes me to one of my other hobbies, and that's cars. If you could think about it, what car would be associated with Fire Chicken? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, Firebird. Yes, there you go. Shit, yeah. So a slang term, a slang term for the bird on the hood is called a Fire Chicken. And my first car was a 76 Firebird. Nice. And I've, I've always had one. I've always had a Firebird like my entire life, whether it was this year or that year. And so when I got into fighting, that's the name I came up with. I don't want a name that sounds intimidating. I want a fun sounding name. And yeah, that's that's where I went with that. It says something when you get your ass beat by a fire chicken. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to forget that name, though. I mean, where else are you going to hear that name? <laughs> yeah, right. I right? love it. Oh, shit. Uh, Brogan, I wanted to... Uh, well, not even for Brogan. Do you remember... Do you uh, <laughs> When you used to work at Watsy, do you remember Tolina? Who? Tolina. 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 No. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, she, uh, her and her husband opened up a uh, cider place down in uh, on the uh, ass end of Meridian. Like super deep by the, the fire water. truck, something. No, <laughs> the Fierce County, Fierce County cider. I'm great at this stuff. Yeah, I know you're really good with names. No, we ended up. I was. I talked about it last week, and then I uh, got a, a hair up my ass, and we just uh, the wife and I decided to go down there and check it out. They got some really good tasting menus. They got a. Well, uh, I will sell. I will sell their cider if I can ever get my business open, dude. Soon, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be. We're supposed to start build out on the nineteenth, so maybe open late November, early December. And you but still got a couple of founders mugs left, right? I got six founders mugs left as of right now. Nice. I just got an order for another one a minute ago. Ooh. So, and for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you can go over to Cosmic. So I'm opening a business. It's called Cosmic Bottles. It's a high end beer and wine retail outlet with a tasting room, also known as a bottle shop. We have 24 taps, a 14-door cooler full of all of the wonderful beer, ciders, and wines that your little hearts could ever desire. Uh, we're going to sell fancy hot dogs, kind of like the uh, Dat Dog in New Orleans, or kind of like the Red Hot in Tacoma. Uh, anyway, we have Founders mugs because I broke a rib and <laughs> I couldn't work. Well, I figured I better make some money somehow. You weren't going to do your so flooring. For <laughs> so they cost 250 bucks. You get a mug that is kept on site, on display, uh, and for as long as you are alive, any anything from our taps that goes into that mug is 30% off. Any growler and crawler fills are 25% off. You get a shirt and some other stuff, but basically the meat and potatoes of it is you get 30% off of beer on tap for life. So if, so if, you, so if I were to pass on, I can't like pass this on as a birthright to somebody else? Uh... No, probably not. All right, fine. Well, it depends. It depends on the situation. It's like because <laughs> I've had been, had that question. Well, what happens if I move? Well, your mug will be here when you get back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're still around. Yeah. You can still drink. Now, if you die, though, I think you just got to get buried with your mug. Oh, that's cool. I'll do that. Um, so, for more information, you can go to cosmicbottles.com. It's in our shop section, and you can order one and forever be a founder. That'd be cool. And you'll get free ice for life too. Free ice for life. Nice. Dude, that's my new gimmick, dude. I'm going to give free ice to everybody. You buy a six pack and I'll just give you some free ice because <laughs> I scored a ridiculously large ice machine. <laughs> wow. Did you hit one of those restaurant auctions again? Yeah, no, this is even worse. Really? But yeah, I can't talk about it. Okay. It's, it's, it's ill gotten gains. <laughs> Fell off the back of a uh, truck. 
right? It's gray market. It's a gray market. It's a gray market. Does it say like ice cream question mark on the side of it? No, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. It's, it's a secret. It's my secret ice machine. All right. Well, then I want to I actually I wanted to wait until Brogan. Actually, everyone was here for this, but we got an email that was fucking cool. This Uh-oh. came back, uh, you know, no, it's nothing bad, literally nothing bad, but it, uh, almost a month ago, um, someone named Eric sent us an email and said, hi guys, I just wanted to drop you a line and let you know that I really enjoyed finding your podcast and this episode. The subject of the thing I should have actually mentioned was fear and loathing at NorwestCon part four. So remember when we all, Ooh. we had everyone come in and just basically bitch about NorwestCon. Basically. Yeah. And be how you know it wasn't like it is back in the day, but yeah. Anyway, Dude, part berries. four. So, so that was deep into that week. That yeah, was yeah, we were <laughs> not happy I mean? at that point. Yeah, <laughs> and we were all so really drunk. Say? We were all really drunk the whole time. Well, he said a few ga- a days ago, I was driving around and I drove past an old building that used to be a software storefront, and it got me thinking about nibbles and bites. I tried looking up the store to figure out what happened mm-hmm. to it since I moved away like twenty five years ago. I tried to find anything that would kind of connect the dots and maybe one of those yellow bags with the weird smile that they used to have, but nothing clear showed up. In the Google image search, I saw an old D&D book and decided to click on it and just go down the wormhole and it dropped me into your podcast. So that was pretty cool. Whoa, what a weird way to get a new listener. Yeah, right? That's awesome. So he said, I started listening to it on the way home while the kids were sleeping. And what, and the way you described the place down to the pissing dogs was pretty spot on. And I laughed pretty hard. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no punches pulled on that one. No, uh, I right. think I think I was going there in the early 90s before they had two pissing dogs back when they had one dog with working legs who still pissed everywhere. <laughs> now, they started with two dogs. And then one died, yeah, and then they had so yeah. there was a, it started with two, then they had it was one, and yeah, then there was none, and then yeah, I just remember that's why I hate pugs so much is that breathing that <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. man, I just hate well that's awesome. Pugs. Thanks for sending us an email, Eric. I hope that we if you have any other questions about that, I hope that we can help. But basically, from what I recall. When Nibbles and Bites closed, because how that place stayed open for as long as it did, I don't know. Dude, like oh, it, okay, yeah. So Nibbles and Bites was down by the Tacoma Mall, and it started off as basically like an Amiga store, right? Yeah, it was like a like a like a old soft. It was like a vintage software store back yeah. when vintage software wasn't a thing. And they would fix computers, and they would do that sort of stuff as well. Um, and then in order just to stay uh, afloat, they just kind of did a mishmash of like everything um it started with i i don't think it started with magic the gathering did it no so the way that so what what happened was magic came out and uh one of the wizards of the coast employees uh was buddies with the owner his name was john oh poor john and so he started carrying it and they were getting people looking for a place to play so then they rented out the masonic hall on 38th street and that became wizard's keep the and then they name the place got, they named ran the out of there because they said they were doing they were playing them with the with devil cards or something <laughs> so then they rented the original wizard's keep location which is on 38th and g street right there where that new yeah. across the street from where that well i guess it shares a wall with lincoln hardware but lincoln hardware just went out of business yeah yeah but it's like kind of kitty corner from the flying boot yeah it's right by the flying boot and so they were there for a while, and then that was nineteen. Whenever Ice Age came out, nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety, yeah, nineteen ninety four. Yep. Only there for about a year and a half, and then they closed down because literally nobody bought anything. No, it was like, just a place. They had much. They, it was yeah. a place to go play games at, and like, but nobody even like supported it. Like, there was no way for it to like even be self sustaining. They tried. I think what they tried to charge a cover. Got a real job. Yeah, they tried to car, uh, charge a cover, and I remember that once in a while, but that even people were just like, man, whatever, and wouldn't do anything. Well, let's just say that nobody in there has any had any business acumen whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, I'll just call that like I see it. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
So then they closed and we all moved into the, that little bitty like front area of nibbles and bites. And it oh. was probably the worst thing that ever happened to that building. Oh, it was so fantastic. Like, it was, I think like they usually had like two to four um, of the big tables. Um, and then if there were more people, they would get more out. And then yeah, just we behind would do the- Friday night magic, everything right in the front door. So yeah. no customer would ever go in there. They'd go, what is going on in here? Yeah. And then they roll in and then there'd be some horrible monster in the corner named Steve, <laughs> just shrieking horrible obscenities. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is, this business is done. Or the mountain <laughs> of a man named Dave. Yeah. Poor Dave. Poor Dave. I wonder if Dave's still alive. Probably not. His last, he has like a really basic last name, so I can't find him on the internet, or but, I would stalk him and but, see how he was. Yeah, that was our formidable years there. The uh, yeah, that's the why we're early, so special. Yeah, the early, the mid, actually <laughs> mid teen <laughs> years. Yeah, playing Magic, playing Blood Bowl. That's where they, they, I mean, in order for them to stay alive, they sold Beanie Babies, RPG books, comic books. Made a fair the amount. weirdest selection of microwavable food out of a like your mom's <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> refrigerator they uh, probably was... made their money off of those in the, in the well pop. and then we're so terrible we didn't buy anything and then we'd go over to wendy's and spend 18 dollars on wendy's food <laughs> like uh, this is uh, and then i open a game store uh, after with all this knowledge i have in my head of how terrible gamers are right oops yeah <laughs> like you knew and then you still fucking did it yeah uh, tell you, you what it's better it. than a master's degree in business i'll tell you what <laughs> now you've moved on to the real stuff Giving All people right, well, booze and food. Uh, so now, what else we got, Steve? You want to tell everybody the give them the, the the rundown on where they can find all that information one more time? Yeah. So, um, best place to find us for the for the scrapyard is on Facebook, Street Beef Scrapyard. Look us up. We got like I said, twenty eight hundred members or something right now. There's also the main group of Street Beefs, and they have twenty eight thousand members in their group. Um. There's a couple other ones too, West Coast and Pound for Pound. But uh, and then you can find us on Instagram, which is Street Beefs underscore Scrapyard. You can directly message me on there. I do post some pictures and stuff from the fights and some of the edits I work on. And lastly, you can you could get a hold of me on YouTube. I do read comments, so if somebody says, "Hey, I want to fight for for Street Beefs," I might see it, but yeah, the, the best way is uh, is probably Facebook. All right. Well, Perfect, man. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's about that time then. Yep. Seriously, yep. thank you so gotta, much for uh, coming on here. I know, Brogan, you got to get stuff ready for Jeff's birthday uh, yeah, party. Yeah, I know. I got to go get his ribs off the smoker. <laughs> yeah, it's time for a party. Happy I think birthday, we're hitting Jeff. Up the... What are you hitting up? I think we're hitting up the pumpkin patch with the family today. Nice. Uh, we did that. It looks this like morning. it's not too crappy out. Well, we went and got them from the uh, like it's basically a big version of local boys. Just said pumpkins is way easier. Oh yeah, we got pumpkins already, but you know we like to go to the pumpkin patch and walk Get around dirty. and have. Yeah, most of the time we don't even buy pumpkins from the pumpkin patch, but no, it's like the, a, the, it's like it's like a weird Easter egg hunt, like. Like they're not even on vines, so they just put them out in a weird pat in like the weird field. And you just get muddy and dirty and get a dirty ass pumpkin, right? Yeah, yeah. they don't even grow them there. No, they just get them from somewhere else and put them in the field. I know it's so weird, but I do love the cider and all the experience of doing it. I just don't want to carry a dirty ass pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, that's why we get our pumpkins from like, you know, Albertsons or something. But I'll, I'll get them from there. We'll I'll just get the a cider from the, and everything. I'll get it from the, their bucket. The pumpkin patch. Yeah, they got like the wagons or something that I have a bunch of them. I was like, I'll get those ones. So I don't have to carry it so far. I'm lazy. Exactly. <laughs> well, Steve, seriously, thank you so much for uh, coming on with us. And uh, everyone for who came in and listened to us, thank you for uh, checking this out. I think we're going to be doing this as often as possible whenever we're doing a Discord. And even if we're not, if we're like live, I'm, I figure we can probably figure out how to like still do it so we're gonna work on all of that yeah yeah we we figured it out right in the nick of time this time but (laughs) um if you're interested you know i would i would love to come back to you guys' show and there's also a lot of fighters that i have that that would probably like to check out your show too so oh shit yeah man that'd be amazing really appreciate you guys having me on here oh man we appreciate you inviting us and letting us come out and hang out and watch all the fights it was uh an unbelievably good time so 
Yes. Yeah, no problem. You know, get a hold of me about the next one, and and uh, I can put you guys on a guest list. And get done. Yeah. That, that's all you got to say. <laughs> nice. <laughs> done. <laughs> Just bring a raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for listening again. You can send us emails just like, uh, you know, if there's any memories that you have, uh, info at gritcitypodcast.com. Uh, all of the social media links are right up on here, but just go to gritcitypodcast.com. Join our Discord. Join in on the listening if you want to and just the live chat. Or hit up our Patreon because we got super fun stuff like uh, shirts, specific shirts and hoodies for just the patrons, uh, in addition to the other stuff we have in the stores. And uh, yeah, until next time, guys, stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Yeah.